If you like to whistle while you work, well then, you're in luck. You found us. Just whistle while you work. And cheerfully together we can tidy up the place. This is the Mousecapades Radio Network. Stephanie, Brad, and Joey, and baby Augie is with us. So if you hear a little cooing going on, he's just hanging out with mom. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 716, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, We'd be glad to help. Just text us. We have Vicki or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So mine and Stephanie's most exciting time was this happened this past week. Yay, it was so cool. The meet and greets have returned, but we wanted to give you a little bit of a recap um, because it was so awesome to see the pictures that were out there of guests hugging and high-fiving again and getting autographs from the Disney characters. I know that it made Steph's heart as happy as it made mine. And I feel like the characters were extra over the top because it'd been so long for them too. Um, They missed that too, because a lot of them get into that because they want to act like the different characters and greet the guests. Another cool thing that happened because there's meet and greets, Minnie is able to join Mickey on the float again. So they are together again as a couple. Together at last. I know. Prince Naveen and Princess Tiana have replaced Beauty and the Beast on the float. So they're back together. Cinderella and Prince Charming, Belle and Beast and Princess Prince Eric and Princess Ariel are on their royal floats again together. Also... Anna and Elsa have been separated for a while and they're back together on their floats because social distancing is currently over and let's hope it stays that way. So exciting. Like looking at the pictures of guests just going in for those hugs and it wasn't just kids. You know, it was adults too who were just so excited to be able to hug and squeeze on their favorite characters. It was just, I don't know. Did it bring tears to your eyes too, Vicky? Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say was I saw cast members hugging the characters and because they haven't been able to do that even even the ones that guard the characters weren't allowed to hug on them so yeah I know that they're ready so we can never have enough characters I love 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 that they're bringing back some of those rare characters and I wish that they would do more of that now that we haven't had them for so long just for something different yeah that would be neat 
So over at Disneyland, the electrical parade has returned. While we wish it was back at Disney World, I mean, we keep saying over and over, please, 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 when, when are you going to do that? Um, we still have to celebrate with our Disney family in the Western part of the United States because they deserve a little bit too after all they went through with COVID. Yes. The, deba the debut of its return happened on April 22nd, which was a Friday, and that was in Anaheim. The return was in honor of the Electrical Parade's 50th anniversary of this nighttime parade. The To Honor America float has now been rethemed. New to the parade for its 50th anniversary is a magnificent grand finale float that celebrates the theme of togetherness reflected in a design that brings together characters and moments from more than a dozen beloved Disney and Pixar stories. These stylized scenes, interpreted in thousands of sparkling lights and electro-synthetic magnetic musical sound, bring to light classical and contemporary favorites such as Encanto, The Jungle Book, Raya, The Last Dragon, The Princess and the Frog, Coco, Milan, and more. Inspired by both the design of classic Main Street electrical parade floats and Disney legend Mary Blair's art style on It's a Small World, the new grand finale float is one of the longest and grandest in the parade's 50th, 50 year history. Have you guys seen the float? I did see pictures of it. Did you guys see it? I did not. I did not either, no. So I love the float but I was shocked that they took out to honor America. The red, white, and blue with the flag and everything and the eagle. I don't know. I just thought that they would, that would always be the ending. Well, you know, it's becoming taboo, you know? I know. Oh, that's sad. I don't want to get political. I refuse to do that on the podcast. That's a nice piece of American history. At least it's on, it's still, isn't it still on the, the floats at night? Like the ones out, the ones outside of the Magic Kingdom in, in Bay Lake. The water parade? Yes. What's that? What's the official name of that? Water pageant, right? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right to me too. So that I think they still have the the red, white, and blue there. So let's hope that stays. Yeah, but I do like the idea of all of like songs. They've they've got some of the new, some of the old. But it would have been nice for that to be an addition to, not just or even just a little part of it at the end, just to tie it, you know, keep it together. I don't know. I'm just being sentimental. Maybe they can have Sam Eagle come on there and say, tribute to all nations, but mostly America. Like, like he does in the uh, Muppets show. I like that. It's a salute to all nations, and we always say a tribute. I think we always misquote that. It is a salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> so next up, Marvel has released the first trailer for the fourth Thor film. It's Thor Love and Thunder, and it features Thor and also Guardians of the Galaxy, Korg, Valkyrie and the return of Jane Foster as Lady Thor. Now, a Lego set previously gave us a look at the film and Lady Thor, but this trailer features first clips of Jane as Lady Thor. And a new poster was also released featuring Thor standing atop a cliff holding Stormbreaker. July 8th is when this movie's set to hit the theaters, and I'm sure many people who followed Marvel are super excited to see Thor in this next adventure. I am one of them. I was going to say, aren't you guys a Marvel family? Well, Joey's making us a Marvel family. Joey is. I had them on board, and then and then the multiverse happened, and they just brought in every not MCU thing into the MCU, and that made it a lot harder to catch up. Yes. Now, now I'm pretty far behind, too. I'm like 
all I'm all of the X-Men films behind. I haven't watched any of What If, a lot of the new stuff I haven't seen. There's just and then a lot of like this stuff from like 2012, haven't seen any of that yet because I didn't know it was important and now it is. <laughs> but I've seen clips of this trailer like for individual frames it looks really good i think it's being directed by the same person that did thor ragnarok which was i think that's taika waititi i assume that's who's directing it it's he's the voice of korg so if korg is returning hopefully he's still the director because he did really good with that movie and i am excited to see it well, Disney were just released that a man tried to enter the Magic Kingdom on March 19th with a weapon. Apparently, Quincy Campbell from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, had a gun in a black bag around his neck. When security noticed the gun, they saw Quincy pull a bag with a white substance from his pocket and put it in his mouth and begin to chew it. When asked what he was chewing, Quincy told security that it was gum. Quincy told security that the gun was his sister's and that he was just holding it for her. Deputies didn't believe that story about the gun or the white substance. Quincy Campbell is an ex-felon, which means he shouldn't be carrying a weapon anywhere. Quincy, 33 years old, was charged with possession of a firearm, destruction of evidence, and possession of cannabis. The firearm and destruction of evidence are felonies, but the cannabis was charged as a misdemeanor. Quincy was taken back to the hospital just to be sure the white substance wasn't life-threatening. And back at the scene, investigators took a sample of the white chalky substance and sent it to the lab to be checked. No results have been released by Disney. Incidentally, he broke his parole. I apologize. He broke his parole, so he was taken back to prison after they found out that the white substance wasn't going to kill him. What in the world was he thinking? Like, I don't know, but I mean, that's just crazy. Bad enough to bring a gun, but then he brought drugs as well. Yeah. We don't know that. It could have been baking powder. <laughs> I'm just holding this for my sister. It's just like that floors me. Like how many rules are you going to break trying to go into Disney? This isn't just you breaking rules, walking into a grocery store where there's not security checks, but you know you're going through a security check. So like what was what was going through your head? No idea. Oh, clearly nothing was going through their head. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, Quincy. We don't use logic here at work. <laughs> I don't think he was using logic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where was his sister that he was carrying this gun for? <laughs> I guess he just thought, oh, if I tell him it's not mine, then all my problems will just disappear. <laughs> my sisters. Okay, people. Please don't bring guns to Disney or drugs unless they're Tylenol for your baby's teething issues. Or if you're going to share them with the class. <laughs> <laughs> or if you bring uh, motion sickness medicine. Though that is something that Dramamine. is needed by many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I figured we might as well kick it with the crazy. A South Carolina teenager who is the suspect in a double homicide was arrested at Disney World last month. That's what the records show anyway. Authorities caught a 17-year-old Dewan Marty Smith at Disney's Port of Orleans Resort, Riverside, around 7.30 p.m. on March 11th, which completely blows the whole thing of us talking about how quiet and relaxed that resort is, or he listened to our episode and decided that would be a nice place to, had it, to hide out. I'm not sure which. But according to a newly released incident report from the Orange County Sheriff's Office, this is what we know. Smith, who is from Ladson, South Carolina. What's up, what's up with those Carolina people? <laughs> he was taken to the Orange County Juvenile Assessment Center without any problems. The sheriff's incident report said he was transported back to South Carolina where he awaits a trial over charges stemming from an incident where he's accused of shooting and killing two teenagers in the parking lot outside a public library on March 2nd. Okay, what were they fighting over, a book? Seriously, people. They were arguing over whether that book should be banned. <laughs> Smith is charged with two counts of murder and two counts of possessing a deadly weapon during a violent crime. 
Authorities don't have a motive for the shooting. Smith is expected to stand trial as an adult and could face life in prison if he's convicted of his crimes. The Post and Courier newspaper previously had reported this. It appears that Smith was on vacation when he was caught in his Orlando hotel room. He went on vacation after he killed two people. Oh, good night. Oh, my goodness. Authorities didn't know if he went to the theme parks or visited any attractions in Central Florida, said Carly Drayton, a spokeswoman at the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office. Drayton declined to say how authorities tracked him down other than the U.S. Marshal Service assisted with detaining him. She could not provide details on whether anyone else was with him when um, he was booked at the hotel room other than and telling you he was a minor. Disney's Port of Orleans Resort Riverside is moderately priced resort. We all know that. It's the second story from the same week. The other one was Disney and the sheriff's office pulled a sting and caught a pair of Port of Orleans housekeepers were stealing cash after several thefts had been previously reported. Um, the orange sheriffs arrested those people and it's sad that it's happening at Disney. Unfortunately, it's happening everywhere. So I guess we should not be surprised, but I just don't think criminally. So how did this, how did this interview go? So, you know, like, so now you've just killed two people. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disney World. Oh my gosh, Brad. <laughs> we do, I feel like we should be saying alleged, but yeah, it's not the greatest plan. I do have to say. I'm going to go hide where, she, where millions of children are, hundreds and thousands of children are. It's the last place they'd look. Why would I go to Disney World? I just killed somebody. Why? Who does that? It's genius. I, and then he got caught anyway. Apparently he did something he wasn't supposed to do. I just like how in the story you said he was brought back to the juvenile detention center without any problems. No, he was brought back without incident. I think he got problems. So <laughs> he's got problems. He was brought back without incident. So uh, whether you did kill two people or you were accused of killing two people, I still don't know how like mentally you're like, I still think I'm going to go on vacation. Like, I've got this Disney book, it's, it's planned, it's past my 30 days, I've already done my final deposit, I'm going, I'm going. If you accuse me of killing someone in October and you can't prove it, I'm go I'm still going to Disney World. Sometimes you just gotta get away, you just gotta get away. He was 17, so it is possible that his mom and dad had no clue that he killed two people, and they just took him on the trip. That's an interesting wake-up call. Maybe he got a good deal on those Southwest want to get away fares. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Of all of all places where he went to, like Port Orleans would not be the hotel that I I envisioned him being. Right. Being yeah, hiding, if you're exactly. going to hide out in a hotel, you probably want to hide out at like, I don't know, all, one of the all-stars. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> no, he went to a moderate resort. Yeah. All right. That makes sense, right? Okay, okay. Interesting story there. So in addition to those character meet and greets that Vicki um, was talking about in the beginning of this episode, the social distancing of characters at character meals has now been lifted as well, making <sighs> character meals even more magical. That means that Chef Mickey's, Topolino's Terrace, Cinderella's Royal Table, the Tusker House, all those fun places, yes, you can hug them now. You can take pictures right up with them. You can get your autographs once again. All of the magic has returned. Now, if only all of the character <laughs> meet and greet um, dining options were still open, like Ohana. Ohana. <laughs> Bring it back. We want it back. Um, so we're hoping that that means that maybe Ohana's character breakfast is going to be returning soon. Um, but we're just still hoping. 
it's all we can do at this point, right? <laughs> we love Mickey, Pluto, Lilo and Stitch and all that Ohana has to offer, that amazing breakfast, that Stitch juice, all of it. Mm, gotta have it back. So there's just something extra special about character dining and the Instagram user, Rachel goes to Disney. She posted a picture of herself at the Riviera restaurant, Topolino's Terrace, and she was hugging artist Mickey. And she wrote, after two long years, I finally got to hug Mickey Mouse today. My heart is jumping out of my chest. I am so happy. Thank you, Disney, for bringing back this magic for us. Couldn't agree more. I'm so glad it got, I don't know what my kids are going to do when we go back and there's not the social distancing between the characters because Teddy's gotten really good at just like turning around, like turning his back to a character and making sure that he has the six feet apart from him. And <laughs> he's, <laughs> when we say like, no, you can go up to him. He's going to be like, no, we can't. We're not allowed to, we'll get in trouble. <laughs> It's all he knows, poor kid. Right, yeah. right. COVID kids. Oh. Well, Lucy will run to the character and it'll be all good. He'll know it's okay. Yeah. Follow your sister, Phil. Exactly. All right. National Geographic is now filming the second season of Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's an original Disney series. Instagram user the DAK guy shared a photo to his story of the film crew at Disney's Animal Kingdom this morning. And the series is produced by National Geographic, and the first season was narrated by Josh Gad. Olaf, you may know him as that. It gives viewers an all-encompassing backstage pass to explore the magic behind two of the world's most beloved animal experiences, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. That sounds interesting. So if Josh Gad is narrating it, is it funny? I haven't seen the first one. I've seen a tiny, tiny bit of it, and it wasn't like a funny thing, but it was still fun. It's fun, not funny, is what I meant to say. Okay. So he's able to have a serious side. If I'm remembering correctly. I could just be remembering completely incorrectly. Disney has revealed the first look at Finding Nemo, The Big Blue, and Beyond, opening this summer at Disney's Animal Kingdom. This is the first time that Disney has officially revealed that this will be a completely new show as opposed to a tweaking of Finding Nemo the Musical, which had its last performance in March of 2020. It had been previously reported that when it reopened, it would feature new story material, but the video indicates that the changes are far more drastic than a simple adjustment. Finding Nemo the Big Blue and Beyond will be opening this summer at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Stepping inside the theater in the wild, we'll catch up with a group of fish from Dr. P. Sherman's office in Finding Nemo who have made their way across the ocean to the Marine Life Institute. The fish tell Nemo's story in this fully updated 25-minute show, incorporating live performers and puppets, many of the beloved songs and production numbers from the original Finding Nemo the Musical, which is great news. We're sad that this once 40-minute show has been shortened to 25 minutes, but we're thrilled to have it return to Animal Kingdom regardless. Yeah, so this is different than what I reported last week, Steph, which is weird. I mean, but that happens a lot where the news changes. Yep. But they had originally say, said that it was just going to be a few minor changes and now it sounds like it's going to be basically a whole new show which that's okay i'm kind of confused on how they're going to do that because if they're going to add new stuff and also keep some of the main songs they're keeping um in the big blue world i sang it last week i'm not singing it again and mm -hmm. um and go with the flow i know they're keeping those two those are the two i figured they'd keep I still think it's interesting to see that they're going to keep those songs, but also add new stuff, potentially new songs, 
and also cut it down by less than half of the length as the old show. How are they managing doing this? They're keeping old stuff, but they're also cutting down the length by more than half. So it's a little confusing to see how they're going to pull that off, but they've surprised us before. So I'm sure they will probably be able to do that again. Right. I actually never saw the old show. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know. You need to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm wondering, do you think they cut that down because of kids' attention spans now or seemingly just getting shorter and shorter. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I thought 40. I thought 40 minutes for a Disney attraction is pretty long. Like that's a, that's pretty long to sit in there and commit to that. Especially like if you have to. I'm pretty sure if you have to leave for whatever reason, I don't think you can go back in. No, you can't. So if you have like a small child that decides that they're like gonna scream now, or has to go to the bathroom, or like or has to go to the bathroom, you are obligated to take them, and then you can't finish the show, and you just have to hope that you can make it 40 minutes. And that's not realistic, especially the more kids you have, the less likely it is that they're going to line up going to the bathroom at the same time. And then you've got one kid that just went to the bathroom and then the other one that's like, I need to go. I just wonder if it's a combination of attention span and trying to get more people throughput. And just the fact that people don't want to, like, like, like Joey kind of hit on this, you don't want to commit that much time mm -hmm. when there's only so many hours in your park day. And like, yeah. do I really want to do a 40 minute show? Or do I want to try and get on another ride? Also, shortening that down to 25 minutes. How many how, how many minutes is there was there before between shows, if you remember? An hour, I think. So that, so that leaves like 40 minutes for a show and then 20 minutes to like reset? Yeah. That, that could pretty much double the amount of people per day that could watch this show. But are they going to do that? Because Animal, I mean, because Festival of the Lion King doesn't have any more shows because of that. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they stick with the same amount of show times or if they increase them. Hopefully, since it's a new attraction, people would like it more. Because like with Anim with Festival of the Lion King, that was like a they adjusted the old formula. Going to have to wait and see. I'm watching it in October no matter what. I'll watch it with you. Okay. So following a video of a child being rescued from the top of the pyramid near the dig site pool at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, which we discussed last week, they now have put a net on the little, I told you guys there were like logs that laid across there. They put a net and a sign that says no climbing on it. The net covers the lower branches to hopefully impede children from climbing. And the small white sign in the center says no climbing. As far as we could tell, and as far as we've heard from any of the media, no one was harmed, everybody was fine. The thing, I don't know if you saw this already, Steph or Brad or Joey, but the net is it's kind of a joke. I know they're trying to hide it because it takes away from the decoration of the waterfall. It's behind the logs that are laying across this um, pyramid, steps that go up to the pyramid. And I am not kidding you, that sign is half of a dollar sized. It's tiny that says no climbing. <laughs> and then the kid that climbed up there, we don't even know if he could read. That's true. There wasn't a picture of somebody like going, like they're climbing with a big old slash through them. It just says no climbing. I didn't hear this story from last week, but based on what I'm hearing, I don't think Disney's trying to stop people from getting hurt. I think Disney's trying to stop people from suing them because they got hurt. Yes. Because then they exactly. can say, oh, we had a sign and a little net. Why did you go over it? It's your job not to do that. You can't get in, you can't get us in trouble for that. Being, that net may be a foot wide, maybe <laughs> behind those um, logs that lay across there. And I know it's all for 
show and stuff, but I don't know. Well, and they don't want the look of it to be altered. So right. that's why they made it small. They didn't want it to be an eyesore. So they just put this little bitty thing there. And, you know, it's just, just for liability purposes. We're going to put this here. And don't forget, HR is not there for you. HR is <laughs> there for the company to protect the company. I believe that's what this is. The snake and alligator signs are bigger than that. So post it down at the bottom of the steps. Then it doesn't take away from the actual view of the pyramid. I'm just like, I saw that sign and I'm like, really? <laughs> that is gonna stop somebody? It's not red or anything. I, it's I would just argue that I would argue that it is the parent's job to watch their child and make sure that they don't jump off of the top of a playset. But we we said that last week, Joey, but some <laughs> people don't think that's their job anymore. Please don't be offended, listeners, but if you know, surely you know somebody in your life, listeners, that doesn't always know what their kids are doing. I mean, I agree. Sometimes you you don't. It's accidental. It can get away from you. Well, sometimes you have a teddy. It's just quick. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm literally like turning around to pick up a towel and oh my goodness, he's gone. <laughs> like, but I also don't think that sign is gonna stop him. <laughs> or the net. Correct. But it's not always the parents like, no, 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 just it's sitting not. at the no. bar like, oh, I'm just having some drinks and who knows, those lifeguards are watching my kids probably, hopefully. Hit me with, hit me with another shot. I met with um, <laughs> clients that are going to Disney this weekend and I thought this was interesting. I want to know if any of you had heard this story. Apparently in Switzerland, you do not wake up your babies. Now, I know we say that in America, you don't wake up your awake a sleeping baby, but literally you don't wake a sleeping baby. So these people parked their baby stroller with their sleeping child and went and rode rides and then came back. And so what? these people that are going, it was their friends that went last year or yeah, last year they said they went. Anyways, they, um, it couldn't have been last year. It had to have been before the pandemic. Anyways, regardless of when it happened, they stood at that stroller because they couldn't believe that the people left their baby and they were worried somebody was going to take it. They left their child unintended. Yes. They were doing rider swap. The baby was going to ride next. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like my children have, my children always sleep in the stroller and we sit there with the stroller. You don't leave the stroller. It's a thing. Like if you're in a public place, I guess in Switzerland, they just, do that and nobody thinks anything of no. it. Oh my goodness. I know it takes a village, but I don't trust my village enough to do that. <laughs> no. There's too there's too many village idiots. I'm sorry. When you smacked me in the middle of Orlando, yeah, there's plenty of village idiots as we've seen. I before. mean not to mention that the cast members <laughs> rearrange those strollers like nobody's business. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine coming out and being like, oh my gosh, my stroller is missing and my child was in it. Where's the baby? I just thought it was interesting that and another couple told these people that just just leave your backpacks um, sitting outside of the ride. It'll be there when you get back. No, we had people stealing strollers. People, please don't leave your backpack unattended. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, people. And I said, no, you can take them on the rides at Disney. It's universal. You have to put them in a locker. Oh, my goodness. It's like I've always said, got to have a license to drive a car. But anybody can have a child. <laughs> it's licensed to drive a car, a license to fish or hunt. But anybody can be a child. Anybody can have a child. Oh, dear. <laughs> Not those poor kids. <laughs>
So um, inspired by the life-giving waters of a fictional planet, Xander, the cast members' costumes for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind were created with sustainability in mind. The cast members are dressed in blue and red Nova Corpus uniforms. 70% of each uniform's base fabric is made from recycled materials. The metal buttons on the shoulders are made from 75% recycled metal. The three-armed star insignia, which designates the rank of Denarian, is made of 95% recycled PVC. The lightweight uniforms also have vents, so they're more comfortable in that good old Florida heat. I thought that was really cool. This ride is in Epcot. I mean, I know that they just celebrated Earth Day and Animal Kingdom, but Epcot, you would think, would be the place that we worry about recycling. Also a little, I'm still confused on the premise of this ride. Cause I thought that they were, I thought that they were trying to base rides off of places in movies that haven't been like destroyed, which was like the reason for them not destroying Arendelle in Frozen 2. But Xandar has, was destroyed. That's why I'm, the whole planet was just, is just gone. That's why I'm confused. But you said Xandar was destroyed, but is it? I mean, it is based on what you know, but do you know the full story yet of what's coming? You know, I don't know. We know that Thanos wants the planet destroyed and he got the power stone there, which isn't enough to destroy the planet. And that's, those two things together make me think that it was, but what do I know? <laughs> okay, we're gonna touch on this, but we won't spend a lot of time on it. Um, amid their struggles with the Florida legislature, the Walt Disney Company stock price has taken a tumble, a quite dramatic tumble. Yes, it has. Yeah, reaching its lowest price in over a year. So as of Friday, April 22nd, the price of Disney stock currently sits at roughly $119 per share. And I just checked a few minutes ago, it's right at the same spot today. Um, that's a far cry from its $200 per share price back in March, 2021. This marks a 17 month low for Disney stock price the worst since late 2020. Now, back on Tuesday, the price was sitting at around 131 and some change, but since then, both the Florida Senate and the House of Representatives have voted to dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which manages the land that Walt Disney operates under, as well as provides municipal services like firefighters and waste management with funding provided by Disney. Now, this is going to raise the taxes for those that live around Disney World because they'll have to pay for their fire department and waste. And there's lots more political angles in play on this story. We're not going to go there on this show, but we just wanted you to know this information because it is a, a topic in the news for sure. It's a big deal, but yes, it's a big deal yeah. people have lots of different opinions about. So yep. It definitely could affect, I think, Disney goers as well, possibly. Yeah, because you know Disney is not going to lose any more money than they, <laughs> any more money than they have to. So they're just going to pass that right along to you. Anything in the way of losses, they're going to make up for it somewhere. So. Well, I have a I have a little thing that I know that everyone will not like about this. Whether or not you agree with it or not, you're not going to like one little thing about it. The Reedy Creek Improvement District has like a lot of things that they do and one of those things is there's an entire team dedicated to making sure that mosquitoes are not in disney world which is why you don't get eaten alive like you normally would in a humid environment like florida by mosquitoes because they have a very dedicated team designed like to just help limit the amount of mosquitoes so hopefully they can convince the 
municipalities nearby that are now taking over to do that <laughs> because that's going to be really really bad so what are you saying joe the pestilence and the locusts are coming <laughs> yes yeah, basically the, basically this is the end of the world this is the plague <laughs> um the other thing i was gonna say stephanie if you remember we talked about when they take apart the gingerbread houses and they take it to where disney makes mm -hmm. the pop that will be affected by this as well they won't be worried about maintaining the bee population in florida and stuff like that because that was part of the reedy creek system as well so a lot of things will be affected by this i feel really bad for the people who have those houses that like are in that area and they're going to get hit hard yeah that's what i was thinking of with um uh, what is it the subdivision I, I have lost the name of it it's not golden hills but it's something like that it's the one where the buses come to their i don't know they the bus actually comes to their subdivision and gets them like it's less than a mile away from like if you were to go as the bird flies it's like a half a mile from the castle right the houses start at 1.5 so can you only imagine what their taxes are going to be if it's 1.5 million dollars for your house if you if you have a bus picking you up taking you directly to disney world i'm not a, i'm not worried about your tax <laughs> yeah, they, they probably aren't gonna flinch <laughs> um but what about like all of those the rentals like the vrbo's and i mean right now going to orlando getting a vrbo like it's super cheap it's really affordable is that gonna affect all that like if they i can't... would say so because they're gonna have to pay for the taxes on those mm-hmm as we told you last week, Traveler's Cafe, or Epcot Starbucks as we know it, closed last Monday. With its closing, we knew that Connections Cafe and Eatery would be opening soon. As Disney likes to do, they kept us guessing when it would be. On Thursday, April 21st, Connections Cafe and Eatery had a soft opening. The official opening is the 27th, which I believe is today, if when we're airing, yep, yeah. that'll be opening today. If you hadn't had an opportunity to see a vlog or pictures of it, the new Starbucks location is humongous. This is smart because Starbucks has had a lot of business each day and people always want their caffeine fix. This restaurant has floor to ceiling windows, which makes the restaurant look even bigger. Also, there are USB ports to charge your cell phones and there are a few tables with wireless charging stations. If you're interested in the Connections Eatery, here are some of the foods that we know you can expect. Classic cheeseburger, a French bistro burger, a hand-breaded chicken breast, a variety of pizzas, a variety of salads, french fries or cuties for sides, a liege waffle, apple pie gelato shake, mango coconut shake, and more. I read an article on this that, I mean, it was a, a very, like, normally, I guess, I get a lot of good news from them, and they were saying how Starbucks is closed. Can you believe that they've closed Starbucks and Epcot? And I'm like, yeah, but it's because it's going to be here like right. you're missing a really important part of the story i thought it was really cool that they have those wireless charging stations it's like so it's a table it was almost like um like it's got the wireless chargers built into the table yes so yeah. it's a counter and then it has an uplifted area and it shows a picture of where you can just you just set your phone and it charges to it i mean i know that they have those for your houses now and stuff I just never dreamed Disney would do that, but it was really smart on their part because the vlogger that we watch all the time, Tim Tracker, he loves when he can find a lot of USBs or a lot of ways to charge your phone to help people out and for his own personal usage, of course. And he went around and he's like, USB, USB, you know how happy I am, people. Um, he was super excited about it. But yeah, that Starbucks, 
I don't think that I've seen one that big. And the one that's in Disney Springs, I thought was big until I saw this one. And I do want to clarify, this is, they're, so they're moving the Starbucks? Yes, that's why yes. we said, that's why at the beginning you talked about Traveler's Cafe is where we were, used to get it. And they have not begun taking this building down. So now everyone's speculating, is this going to be a new key okay. kiosk for uh, the festivals? Which I think would be smart because it has plumbing and it has air conditioning. So why would you take something down that's more permanent? Because Disney likes to do stuff like that. I hope it does not. Put your popcorn buckets in there. Especially at Epcot. Epcot is supposed to be constantly changing. All right. So over in Disneyland, Tarzan's Treehouse has been closed and under construction since September of last year. And it's going to be rethemed according to the Orange County Register. The Treehouse attraction is going to have a new theme and a backstory when it eventually does reopen. Details of the theme are under wraps, but there's always a good rumor or two hidden in there. And people are indicating that it's going to have something to do with Encanto. Demolition of the current entrance started April 18th last week, and a reopening date was not announced. The Swiss Family Treehouse opened at Disneyland Park in 1962. Then it was rethemed to this Tarzan Treehouse um, in 1999. The Swiss Family Treehouse remains at Walt Disney World, as you guys all know, and Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disneyland, while Tarzan's Treehouse is at Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh my gosh, too many Disneylands. <laughs> I actually hope the rumors are true because I would love to see them doing something with Encanto, except for that again, what I said a few weeks ago, Steph, and that is we still haven't finished the Moana and Encanto is a newer movie. And I feel like they were both equally as popular. I think people just keep rumoring Encanto because they just want Encanto stuff because it's so big right now. But this one does make sense for them to do something in Encanto because it's a house. Yes. Like a, a tree house will the house is so big, the casa at, um, or the casita at, um, like in this movie. Right. So it would be really neat to see this done there. If they could do it with all those beautiful colors, like in the yes. movie, that would be amazing. I mean, Frozen, how quickly did they get Frozen stuff in the parks? Pretty quickly. It was in the projections Christmas 2012 before we even saw the movie. Was it 2012? I thought it was 2013. Okay, 2013. But I'm just saying, it was already in the projection and the movie was still in the theaters. We had not seen it yet. Like they, they had the movie ready to go beforehand and they could throw that in the projection quickly. And that's not as big a commitment as a physical ride that costs millions to like design and build and get it put up. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't true, know. True. I'm sure those projections aren't cheap. <laughs> the organizers from the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim keep adding big name Star Wars actors for the celebration next month. We've got um, Ewan McGregor was announced for a one day only appearance doing photo ops and autographs. Ewan McGregor will join other current and former Star Wars universe actors and producers at the Anaheim Convention Center for the Star Wars celebration. The Star Wars celebration is gonna occur over Memorial Day weekend in Anaheim and tickets are still available. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus debuts on Friday, May 27th of 2022. Joey's smiling. Very excited. Star Wars fan right there, huh? Oh yeah, Ewan McGregor is amazing as Obi-Wan. I'm very excited to see him play. And now we get to see him because now he's at the age where he's closer to, he's closer to the age that Alec 
Guinness was was when he originally acted as Obi Wan in the original trilogy. So that's gonna be interesting to see that. All right, we we did Star Wars. Now we're gonna switch back again to to a little bit of Marvel. The music of Avengers Campus can now be yours to hear right at home. No Infinity Gauntlet needed. So the nearly 12 minute orchestral suite from Hollywood Records, Avengers Campus, Welcome Recruits, can now be streamed on platforms including Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube Music. Additionally, it's also available for purchase on iTunes. The suite blends together musical themes from across the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including from films like Guardians of the Galaxy, the Spider-Man movies, and of course, the Avengers. Avengers Campus is now open at Disney California Adventure, and it's coming this summer to Walt Disney Studio Parks. I'm sure that will make Marvel fans rave. Well, moving back from Avengers back over to Star Wars. Right now, we're all excited about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I say that as if there's another Star Wars fan with me right now. <laughs> Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. But another live-action Star Wars show is also in the works. It's Andor, starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, who first appeared in Rogue One. The show has already been renewed for a second season, even though the first has not aired. We only know the show was originally supposed to be five seasons, but we'll probably only have three. Andor News on Twitter translated a Brazilian interview with the director of photography, Adriano Goldman, in which he said, originally in Portuguese, the series was supposed to be five seasons long, but I think it's not happening. It'll have three, maybe. Andor will be a prequel to Rogue One, but not much else is known about the series. An air date has not been set. Mm. Star Wars shows on Disney Plus always seem to do well. Yes, but the way they set the story up, here's a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't heard it. At the end of Rogue One, pretty much all the characters you, you like, they die. They sacrifice themselves. They had a lot of characters that people really liked. They had like a blind guy who was not necessarily a Jedi, but he was using the force. And then we had like a droid that everyone loved. Just all the main characters were really good. They pulled characters from Clone Wars. People loved it. And then they killed a bunch of them off. So that's why they're probably doing prequels is because they left themselves. They can't go forward. So they just have to go back. Mm, good thinking. I think that's good though. I was trying to think what we watched the other day that made made more sense. Oh, when uh, Brad and I went to see this is this is not a Disney, this is Universal, but that's okay because Stephanie and I sell Universal trips in case. That's true, we do. I'm just saying, going to see Fantastic Beasts Dumbledore now makes when we were watching Harry Potter some this weekend. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's making all the connections for the characters that. We heard them talk about in Harry Potter, but we didn't really know their backstories. But now we're getting all that backstory information because J.K. Rowling went back and wrote the pre-stories before Harry Potter. So pretty interesting stuff. Makes a lot more sense. It does. Kind of like when you go to see Wicked after you've watched Wizard of Oz your whole life. You're like, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Why didn't somebody tell me this when I was a little kid? Um, so we've been wondering about those new magic bands. I know Steph, we've talked about this for a while. Disney has still not released a date, but they gave us more information just to tease us. The Magic Band Plus, is, Plus fans will come with USB chargers, and the new version of the Magic Band will interact with guests by providing light and haptic feedback from within the park. We have talked about this a little bit. After the guest enters a theme park, the band will come alive at various times with color-changing lights. Um, it's wearable and allow guests to engage with favorite Disney moments in new ways and discover new interactive experiences. 
Joey, does this sound familiar to something else that you owned like this? Yeah, it's it's literally the uh, the Mickey ears. Yeah. We talked about those ears. <laughs> they can now vibrate and it's a bracelet. This is the new magic band they're talking about, right? Yeah. Is this the one that's like a smartwatch? Yes. Okay. So it will allow you to play a bounty hunter in a galaxy far away, far, far away, excuse me, find virtual uh, bounties throughout Black Spire Outpost in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's going to allow you, which we told you this before, to interact with the Disney Fab 50 character collection, the golden statues that are all around the Walt Disney Park. And then you can expect a nighttime spectacular in a new way as they see their bands light up and complement the magic in the sky, including the new Harmonious at Epcot and Enchantment at the Magic Kingdom Park. It'll be interesting to see, but I am kind of scared of what this price tag is gonna be. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking that this is probably why there has been such a shortage with magic bands because they're just waiting for the new ones to get in. So they haven't been like ordering as many or trying to get as many pushed out of the old ones because they just thought it was going to be here sooner, which is why we've been like, and eventually we're going to get them. Well, I will tell you that some vloggers have now been showing pictures and bloggers as well on articles, but vloggers have been going into stores and showing the wall of magic bands that you can buy once you're there. So that's what I told my um, upcoming clients that don't have magic bands yet, because the selection is very limited and not necessarily something somebody wants, especially since I think three or four of them are to specific resorts. And if you're not staying at one of those specific resorts, you're probably not gonna want that magic band. Yeah, the, the selection was awful. I even had once that I was told there were no magic bands. I screenshotted it because right. I was like, wait, what? There was absolutely nothing for them to choose. It, it's slim pickings. And um, luckily there was one that my client liked on the trip where the grandpa's going back and they, they just told me, don't buy me another one. You just bought me one in March as part of my package from you, which I don't do that for all my clients. Just so you know, um, this was a, a deal that I ran with them, but yeah. Yeah, I tried to do that with, with this client as well. And I was like, oh no, I can't even get you anything because there's literally nothing. <laughs> it's really sad. Aye, aye, aye. So not sad news, but some great news. The white canopy has been fully installed above Tron the Light Cycle run at Magic Kingdom. The canopy is made of stripes of white pulled taut and secured over a framework. One of the ground wooden walls, they're coming together for a second walkway that's going to go under the coaster. So the Walt Disney World Railroad is going to go under the coaster as well. Though the canopy is complete, there is still a long way to go before construction is completed. At the very least, some paving needs to be done. The coaster is partially indoors and partially outdoors with the canopy protecting the outdoor section. The canopy will be illuminated as guests ride the coaster. Even though Tron isn't quite ready, we feel like we are getting really, really close. So Vicky and I have been throwing out dates Brad, Joey, do you guys want to take a stab at when you think this might be available for us to ride? I think it's pretty close because I believe there were some vloggers who said they saw cast members test riding it. So I don't know. I would think it's pretty close. Maybe July. I'll say July 1st. This July? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, yeah, no. Uh, when's the fiftieth end? Eighteen. It's eighteen months from October first. Okay, so I'm, uh, my my guess is that it's going to be at least after that, possibly after the later. Yes. Months? Yes. It has. To, I I'm guessing it is. Otherwise, they'd be advertising it for the fiftieth by now. You think? I really do think that. They keep yeah. saying that they think the train is going to come back soon. Obviously, that's the train not going to. No, it just said it has to go under the coaster. Well, that well, the coaster can be done. That doesn't mean the ride's done. There's still a building and a bunch of show elements they have to add to it, other than just the roller. The roller coaster might be ready by July 1st, for all we know. But it doesn't matter if the building's not put together that we can go in, because then we still can't ride it. Okay, so the lucky true. cast members that might get to ride it, they'll be living their life though. <laughs> My guess is still Labor Day. Yeah, I think you're this Labor Day. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you're right, because I, I am excited to ride it. <laughs> that means you'd be able to go in October. I'm probably aggressive on my timeline, that's for sure. I, I like it. I like your thought. <laughs> I, I, you said July, and I was like, that's pretty close. Joey's like, 2023? <laughs> 2024. I, I, I could see 2023, July 1st, being a realistic date. Yeah. It's earlier than I predicted, but... Oh, all right. So back over at Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. When it opens, Terry Crews has been revealed to play a role in this attraction. Crews plays Centurion Talmeric, commander of the Star Charter and an advisor to Nova Prime. According to Disney Parks, it's Merrick that calls upon the Guardians of the Galaxy to save the day as the Nova Corps outpost at Epcot comes under attack. And so Terry Crews, he's He's a hilarious actor, so we're we're sure that by adding him to this attraction, he's going to bring something to the table to to add some spice to it for sure. They took away the blended actor from the uh, Kilimanjaro Safari. Oh, that's right. You're right. So they're giving us a new one. Yeah, Joey's still a little um, miffed about that whole situation. I got to the ride and there was just some woman up on the screen. I was like, "Where's the guy at?" I'm like, "Where's the old guy? He was great." <laughs> I don't know. They got rid of him. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you just text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text Stephanie or me, Vicki, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. We're going to be playing a rerun of a show from fall of 2020 when Vicki, Brad, Casey, and Joey share some good table service restaurants at Disney World. It's always good to refresh on those table service restaurants so you know what you want to book when you are ready at the um for your reservations. We hope that you're going to find this very useful. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. No capes. Have a magical day, my friends.